Hello, I'm Neil Acheson and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. In this series of podcasts with this year's Warwick Honorary Graduates, I'm joined by one of the UK's most distinguished economists, Professor Stephen Nicholl. Professor Nicholl is someone with his ear very close to the ground of the UK economy. For six years, he was one of the external members of the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee, which sets interest rates. One of his many current posts is as chairman of the National Housing and Planning Advice Unit, which advises the Prime Minister on the property market. He is best known for his study of the causes of unemployment, and particularly on the causes of mass unemployment in the UK in the 1980s. He is a former professor of economics and the director of the Institute of Economics and Statistics at Oxford University, and former professor of economics at the London School of Economics. He is now warden of Nuffield College, Oxford. He has long ties with Warwick and indeed gave the British Academy Keynes lecture here a few years ago. Professor Nicholl, first of all, what's your, your reaction to being given an, an honorary degree here today at Warwick? I'm uh, very honoured to be uh, given a, an honorary degree by uh, a university which uh, ranks among the very best in, uh, in uh, the UK. And uh, since I've uh, been in and out of uh, Warwick ever since the early 1970s, uh, it's uh, uh, very pleasing to be, uh, to be here today. And just to talk about the state of the British economy, the UK economy then, uh, how dire a situation are we in at the moment, do you think? Well, I think that uh, there's a good deal of uncertainty about precisely what's going to happen in the UK economy because uh, we haven't seen anything quite like this before. Uh, the situation at the moment is, is clearly that there's a downturn. Um, the extent of the downturn is, uh, is not yet clear, but we know that uh, unemployment is, uh, uh, is rising. Although, interestingly enough, employment is also rising, so that uh, uh, the labour force is, uh, is, is still e expanding. Uh, it's certainly true that uh, retail sales are, are, are not uh, particularly strong, and that uh, uh, both the manufacturing and the, and the service sector ha have uh, weakened quite recently. So, on the real side of the economy, there's certainly uh, uh, prospects look, look relatively weak. Uh, it isn't yet clear whether we're going to have a severe recession. Um, what's happening at the moment is that uh, because of the credit crunch, people are finding it uh, difficult to, uh, to access credit, in particular in the housing market. Uh, First-time buyers are finding uh, a, a great difficulty in... Uh, in getting mortgages, and that uh, of itself is, is undermining the housing market, leading to falling house prices. Uh, when this will turn round is, is, is a matter of uh, considerable debate, and uh, of course, because of the uh, rapidly rising oil prices and food prices, uh, this puts the uh, Monetary Policy Committee into a very uh, difficult position. Because on the one hand, there's a, a prospective downturn in the real economy, and on the other hand, uh, we have uh, inflation reaching levels which uh, have not been reached for, for quite a long time. 
Uh, and how close are we to, to, the, to the precipice, as it were? I mean, just to, to reflect for a moment on uh, the sort of banking sector and the financial sector, uh, and uh, we've seen recently the, the nationalisation in, in the US of uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and, and indeed the they've run the collapse of, uh, of the, uh, the indie bank uh, over there. And we've also had closer to home um, the, the, the run on the Northern Rock uh, and the, the, the more near collapse of that bank. And more recently, Bradford and Bingley struggling to get its finances uh, sorted out. The, the Alliance and Leicester recently uh, being uh, bought out for what seemingly is a, a sort of rock uh, bottom price, um, something about a third of what they were they were offered only a few months ago, which seems to sort of indicate that they think they, uh, that the situation is going to get worse. With all that in mind, how, how close are we to, uh, to collapse or to, the, to coming over the precipice at the moment? Well, the answer is we don't know. Uh, the fact is that, that um, this credit crunch is, is generated effectively because, by the fact that people are very mistrustful of, uh, of the assets being used uh, or wanting to be used by, uh, by banks as collateral. For example, uh, last year uh, what would happen is if a, if a, a company like uh, Alliance and Leicester or Abbey uh, lent money for mortgages, they would then use these mortgages, uh, mortgage assets uh, as collateral for taking out further loans, which they could lend on to, to further uh, house buyers. Uh, now what's happening is that uh, they are finding it very difficult to uh, place these mortgage assets as collateral because uh, because of the fact that, that uh, in, in the United States uh, there was, uh, uh, that people found themselves with uh, subprime mortgages which uh, turned out not to be very good collateral at all. People are now very mistrusting of all types of mortgages as collateral, even mortgages which to all apparent purposes are, uh, are very safe. Uh, in other words, they're in the hands of people who are going to uh, carry on paying the uh, paying the interest. Um, so, in that in that situation, uh, we have uh, a large number of banks who are unable to um, to borrow from the money markets on the basis of their of their uh, mortgage assets, and uh, this is leading to uh, a, a, a shutdown almost. Of, of mortgage lending to first-time buyers and undermining the housing market. Now, how close are we to a, pre to a precipice? Uh, it's, of course, very difficult to say. There's a good deal of uncertainty about this. Uh, it all depends on uh, the response of the central banks, how they, uh, how they deal with situations where, where uh, uh, the banking sector generally loses confidence in uh, in a class of assets so that, uh, as you've mentioned, in the United States, uh, there was a loss of confidence in the assets of uh, uh, the big um, mortgage guarantee companies, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, and um, the central bank and the, and the US Treasury then just set about restoring that confidence by essentially standing behind uh, these companies 
uh, which, uh, which I think they will continue to do. The, the US government is never going to let these companies go down because they, between them, guarantee around half of all US mortgages. So I think the market recognises that and, and basically the, uh, the central banks and the treasuries of the, of, uh, of the UK and the US are just not going to let uh, a, a collapse in the banking system happen. And uh, in some sense that, that is underpinning the, uh, underpinning the market. Um, but it's still very difficult because, as I say, people are holding uh, assets which are very difficult to use as collateral because uh, people are very untrusting of them. Uh, and what's the position over unemployment or, or employment then, dear? Then? Are we going to see the, the levels of, of mass unemployment that we saw 20 years ago in the 1980s? That could happen, but I don't think that's very likely. Uh, I think there is, uh, uh, there will be uh, a downturn in the in the UK economy, which is already happening. Um, but uh, there's a good deal of uncertainty as to how deep that downturn will be and how long it will last. My guess is that the the downturn will be quite severe, but but not nothing like as severe as uh, as as we saw in the in the 1980s. And it seems unlikely that unemployment will uh, will go up to anything like the levels we saw then. But as I say, there's a good deal of uncertainty, and uh, and uh, it's possible that this could happen. Basically, what's required is a, a, is a, a confidence to return to the uh, financial markets, and uh, in which case um, the uh, these problems will, will tend to evaporate. If that confidence is not restored, then the, the problems will go on and we could be looking at a severe recession. And what's the, the trick of that? I'm going to say, is, is, you're saying uh, at least partly confidence, which is obviously a, a difficult thing to, uh, to legislate for, but uh, uh, what's the, the trick of avoiding uh, high levels of, uh, of unemployment in terms of sort of government policy then or, or indeed sort of action by the bank? I think that uh, the trick is to, that the Bank of England and the Treasury must do everything in its power to stand behind the uh, relatively safe assets, though one way or another, new mortgages, for example, which are, are given to, uh, to people who in, in secure jobs with secure incomes, um, these mortgages, in some way or other, have to be not not necessarily guaranteed, but maybe the the Bank of England could take these mortgages as collateral, these new mortgages as collateral, uh, and uh, or in some sense provide some kind of guarantee so that they can be used uh, as collateral, so that these companies can then further access the money markets and make uh, make more loans. And that would involve the, the, the bank, though, or the government uh, taking further sort of involvement in the yes, markets as they, as they have done with, with Northern Rock, for instance? Well, uh, yes. I mean, I was thinking more of the 50 billion that the, the uh, Bank of England uh, is, uh, is lending sure. to uh, the financial companies. Uh, but, but to do more ba of that? Based, yeah, they'd have to do more of that.
Just to turn to the to the to property market and indeed to, to house building, which is an area of concern that uh, you've uh, got deep involvement with. Um, and what sort of danger is there here in terms of the, the sort of house building uh, targets? The, the government has sort of set out plans, are very sort of ambitious uh, uh, house building targets, and it's what three million homes by uh, 2020, which is about a quarter of a million homes due to be built a, a year. I mean, w- what is going to happen to, to, to that target and, uh, and meeting that target, do you think? Well, I mean, a lot depends on uh, how rapidly we recover from the, uh, the the credit crunch. At the moment, as you know, house building, rates of house building have, uh, have fallen dramatically, essentially because house builders can't sell their houses, and that's essentially because the people who buy the houses in the main first-time buyers can't borrow the money to buy them. And uh, while that continues, uh, house building targets go out of the window. If there's, uh, if there's uh, a recovery in, uh, in the financial markets, then there will be a recovery in the housing markets. And then uh, uh, one can ser- sort of seriously set about uh, instituting policies which uh, would uh, e- enable these houses to be built. In per- speaking personally, I think that um, the most important thing is to provide uh, some kind of uh, incentives for uh, local authorities to allow house building, financial incentives uh, of the kind which they currently don't have. That would involve the uh, local authorities being able to uh, charge a levy on, uh, on new house building. The government has in fact proposed one possible form of this called the Community Infrastructure Levy. Uh, so that they would uh, charge house builders uh, so much uh, per square foot of of build uh, in return for granting planning permission and uh, that money would then be used to uh, improve the infrastructure, improve the the city environment and so on and that would enable the uh, local authorities to argue that by allowing this, uh, this additional house building uh, we have been able to spend money on the, on the city and on the environment that people live in, and thereby uh, that would help them in in persuading the existing their existing constituents uh, to look more favourably on on building houses, which at the moment they don't. Uh, and it could actually be a sort of prime time for particularly sort of social uh, housing that uh, there's an opportunity here to get uh, houses and buy property. Uh, cheaper than that uh, might otherwise be the case, and we've been see, seen that, some uh, councils trying to exploit that. That's perfectly true, but but even if uh, the, they they can acquire properties cheaply, the fact is that's a very expensive uh, activity because uh, you know, for the government to subsidise the building of social housing, they will always do a certain amount of that, but uh, but uh, it, it's very expensive. Whereas allowing house builders more development land it doesn't cost the local authority anything. In fact, they gain from it by, uh, by instituting this, uh, this tax, as, as I said. And uh, that uh, building more market housing not only uh, alleviates uh, the pressure in, in market housing and the pressure on house prices, but it also means that... Uh, there is less pressure 
uh, to build social housing because more people are housed uh, in the marketplace. Uh, and just on, uh, of another sort of aspect of it all, uh, and the, the, the idea of uh, how we actually sort of got into this uh, position, um, and part of the does part of the blame for that uh, lie on the, the, the regulatory uh, structure that was uh, in place? Uh, has that been strong enough? Do you think? Uh, well, that- I'm I'm very sceptical about about that. I mean, but frankly, I've never seen any suggestions as to what regulatory structure. Uh, could have been in place to prevent what we've seen happening. Uh, I mean, uh, while people were warning about the amount of debt and so on in the economy before, and no one actually predicted the form of of the credit crunch, and it seems unlikely to me that uh, there could have been any regulatory structure would, which anyone could conceived of at the time, which would actually have prevented it happening. Professor Nicholl. Thanks very much. Thank you very much.